Hello, this is Ruin Willow, and you are listening to the Oh, Fuck Yeah! with Ruin Willow podcast. I'm excited you're here today. I have an amazing guest today. He does very outrageous sexual things. The theme of his podcast, yes, he's a fellow podcaster, is all about sex. The Man Whore Podcast. Yes, Billy Procida is my guest. He's a comedian. The Man Whore Podcast, a sex positive quest is what he's on. Okay, stay tuned for that. On my podcast, I talk about all things related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, sexual wellness. I want you to have better sex. I want you to fuck better. I want you to fuck yourself better, better masturbation. And how do I do that? I encourage you. And I bring on guests who are sexual experts, who are people who know things to help you have better sex with yourself and with others. And I create erotica. I read it for you. I create it. I have guests on who do write erotica also because fantasies are a part of your sexuality, a very important part of your sexuality. And erotica is just that. It helps you enjoy your sexuality and explore new things. Okay, so if you're under 18, baby love, it is time to leave the podcast now. I'm sorry, sweet love. This is for adults only. Okay, going to introduce Billy Procida, comedian Billy Procida, talks to past hookups and special guests about sex, dating, and sexuality. He is on OnlyFans at Call Me Billy. He has been podcasting for many years, so he has quite a few episodes and amazing things. So you should check him out on wherever you get your podcasts at, like Apple. Spotify, all of that. And he has some Discord groups. You'll learn about that if you stay tuned. And he does amazing things. Like he does really outlandish sexual things. And he talks to his previous lovers, his previous girlfriends to see what happened in their relationship and why. So stay tuned and listen to our amazing chat. He's in a very, very interesting person. And he lives his life out in the open, sharing with all of his fans and with the world. Okay, here we go. Okay, everyone, I am just like massively pumped. I am so fucking excited. You guys are going to love, love, love this. This is really, blah, blah, blah. see, my cold is still messing with my throat. This is Billy Procida from the Man Whore Podcast. Welcome. Hey, I'm sorry that's a cold messing with your throat and not something more fun. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't like this kind of a messing. This kind of messing sucks in a bad fucking way. Yeah, it's like I only want to be horse after I've downed a nice big horse cock. That's the only reason <laughs> I want my throat to be fucked up. That's right. <laughs> so tell us about your podcast. So you're a sex positive on a sex positive quest. I love that. Yeah, yeah. No, I started my show back in 2014 talking to women I'd hooked up with about why we didn't work out. And I was doing that because I had this weird problem where women would sleep with me, but they wouldn't date me. And mm. I, you know, it happened over and over again. So I was finally like, I want to know why, because like I want love and cuddles, but like also why can't I enjoy group sex and non-monogamy? So mm -hmm. yeah, I was like let's go ask them, them, you know, ask them directly, and I start having them on the show every week. And <laughs> after a while, you know, we start having on various sex educators and porn stars, queer performers, dating experts, all sorts of fun stuff. That is awesome, and yeah, recently I listened to one with your friend. He's a comedian and. Mm. He was talking about sex parties. I think it was like he was working at sex parties or something. Oh, Brainbold. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, that was really his, fun his, to listen to. <laughs> he, he wasn't an orgy goer, but like he would help like do the setup and breakdown like for cash. Cause normally, like at a sex party, like in the play party scene, you could volunteer to do stuff like that. And, mm. you know, they'll just give you a free ticket. So, you know, you help set up, maybe you help break down. Maybe you're helping out at the bar or something for a couple hours for a shift. And then you got a free ticket to the orgy. And Brett's like, no, 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 my landlord doesn't accept free orgy tickets. I need that cold, <laughs> hard cash. 
<laughs> One of the few people not, I know who like was setting up orgies as a money gig. <laughs> not quite transferable in that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I say to the people, you know, sometimes a sponsor will reach out and be like, we can give you product. I mean, like, look, the day my landlord <laughs> accepts vibrators as partial payment for rent, <laughs> I'm all on board. I'll take, you know, but for now, like, Papa needs the dough. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I know I get a lot of offers for free sex toys too, which I always love. And now I have this big giant collection. But yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're fun. But yeah, you can't pay with them, at least not in this world. You should be able to pay with them. Why are they not a currency? I mean, they should be because you can't recycle them. So we got to do something with all this silicone and plastic. <laughs> oh, no, I just was talking. Have you ever heard of Dear Nikki, the podcast Dear Nikki? I not familiar. Own. Okay. Well, she, we got into that topic. That's what popped in my head. But she's yeah. I'm going to be on her show soon, but she reads sex confessions anonymously. And so mm-hmm. she goes, we were talking about sex toys. She goes, well, have you ever thought of selling one of your sex toys to a fan? They might actually want to buy it. I'm like, well, damn, I never even thought of that idea. I mean, <laughs> I got, true. I got, I'm doing a beta testing program for one of my sponsors because it's a toy I actually like. And so okay. they sent me a whole second one of it, but I have the first one of it. And like, it's not, it's not something to go, it's a, you know, it's like a hand job machine. So it's not something oh. where it's like gross to sell the machine part and they can just <laughs> right. buy their own sleeve. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. I got this extra one. I own like two motor bunnies, which are like, they go for like a thousand, twelve hundred dollars something wow. like that. Like I got two of them for free. One of them I've never taken out the box. I'm like, if I ever, if I'm ever in a pickle, oh, here's a fun story. My car got broken into back in November. Okay. First time in New York City anyone's ever broken into my car. And in there, you know, clear they rummaged around. They were looking for something. They ultimately only took my eyeglasses. And I feel like oh. they found that and, was, and like settled for the eyeglasses. Like, fuck, where's the good <laughs> stuff? I don't know. So I get to the car. But in the back seat, there were two $1,000 vibrators. I had two motor bunnies in the back seat. Wow. And these fools did not steal the most valuable items oh my in gosh. the car. But like also part of me was like, oh, God, thank God the vibrators are OK. <laughs> yeah, I know, like, right? So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. I I cannot imagine the difference between a $1,000 vibrator and like a $30 one. Like I love my $30 one. What does the $1,000 one do? Well, gosh, the Motor Bunny, which you get $50 (laughs) off with promo code Manhor, you know, it's a saddle style vibrator. So it's not just the dildo, right? But it's like the engine and then you put the dildo on top and it's insane. Basically like a more affordable Sibian. And I've worked with them a long time. So I got a couple of them. It's, uh, you know, the ladies like it. Sometimes I'll put it, you know, pre-panty times. I used to put these like ads up on Reddit being like, Mm. who wants to come ride a thousand dollar vibrator? Like You don't (laughs) have to hook up with me. But like I have something that most don't. And I can't get as much use out of it because, uh, you know, I like it in my ass from time to time, but it's not like an everyday thing. So, yeah, it's like, hey, you want to come over? If you don't mind me watching a bit, if you want to fool around, (laughs) great. If not, enjoy this experience because it's not uh, it's hard to come by. That's quite the invite. You want to come ride my thousand (laughs) dollars? I've gotten like quite a few bites on that, like where I've had like quite a few women like I've never met and they just come over and ride my sex toy. (laughs) You know what? an erotica author and that sounds like a damn good storyline for an erotica yeah. story i'm like damn <laughs> that well, i mean idea. like a lot of my sex stories are like basically shit that people fantasize about and want to do and they don't do it because mm-hmm. they don't think it's real so it's yeah, like so actually exactly. part of me had thought like if i ever got bigger i would like mm-hmm. produce a series of porn where it's like my yeah. sex stories with hotter people <laughs> you know and but yeah, you know, I've got some pretty sultry stuff that I get up to. I, you know, I, something I think that's out there is that a lot of people, they have these fancies, they have these ideas, they have stuff mm-hmm. they want to try and they yes. never even attempt to try it because they don't think it's real. They don't, they yeah. think it's only in porn or they think it's right. not safe or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, 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 you can achieve mm-hmm. the fantasies you want to achieve. Most likely it's just going to take a little work, a little bit of logistics, you know, a little right, bit of right. luck. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why people like erotica too and porn because it is a way that they can dream and they can imagine themselves doing it. But yeah, to actually do it is a whole different level. Oh gosh, but it's so great. I, I feel bad for, there's some people who want to keep the fancy as a fancy to keep it in that like yeah. headspace. But there's mm-hmm. so many people who are just not pursuing fantasies only because they don't think they can. And that makes yeah. me sad. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That makes me sad too. You know, everybody has fantasies and whether you want them, wherever you want them to be, you should be able to go there in real life too, if you choose. Yeah. Yeah. So before we continue, I want to ask a question that a fan posed before I forget it. So she is a, she's a writer and she's writing a story of poems about all the lovers of her life. And mm-hmm. oh, it's pretty cool. And she's 69 years old and she just is starting to write erotica. So she's just, that's just fantastic to me that she's doing this and she's not. Stopping. She should do like my version of the podcast. If enough of them are still alive. I know. Right. She yeah. should. Gosh, I should tell her that she still talks with, she calls him number one, her number one, the first person she kissed. She still is in contact with him, which is awesome. So her name is Carla Lynn Maryfield. And her question was, how do you make the most of adult dating sites such as Adult Friend Finder? And how might they differ for a woman versus a man? Uh, you know, first, I've never used Adult Friend Finder. I don't really use those kind of sites, but it's not that different than if uh, I guess putting up a Reddit ad or a Tinder bio or something. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to, it's difficult to say like, how does one make the most of, and then also say, how does a woman make the most of a man? Cause it just, yeah. fuck the gender, fuck the whatever. What do you need? What do you want? So it just depends what that person right. wants. Like what does making the most of it mean to you? I don't know what Carla is looking for. So it's like really hard to give good advice. You know, if you want to be as broad as possible, be clear and direct about what you're looking for on something that's very specifically a hookup site. Tinder, Bumble, those mainstream type of dating apps. Yeah, you can, you know, I don't think you're putting your like explicit sexual wants, needs and such in there. But if you're on AFF, if you're on some swing site, maybe field, you should be direct. Say what you want there. Post good pictures and good pictures, like send to your friends. If your friends, like send to your bitchiest, meanest friend, if they <laughs> approve of the pictures, don't use mm-hmm. it. You know, like that's the time you want the harsh love. You know, gosh, there's just so many things I see in the picture game from men and women where I'm just like, this is not a good idea. Dudes, put that fish down. You know, <laughs> it's, I know you think it's, it's, it's not. You know, there's a lot of people who are playing around with angles or they're, you know, I can specifically tell when someone's trying to hide what they fully look like. And that may come from places of being self-conscious. That's all well and good. But at the end of the day, that person is going to see you in person. So, you know, hey, if you want to hold off and wait and try to loop them in with personality, God bless you. But I wouldn't want to put in a bunch of effort hiding myself and then making a sincere connection and everything's great. And then when I finally show them what I look like, or I show, you know, I show up in person and they finally see what I look like. And if they're not digging that, wow, was not only time wasted, but like I've built up, I've built up, I've built up and now I'm let down. Whereas yeah. in if like, you know, if it's right there, I don't even have that buildup. So there's like not even any disappointment happening. Uh, so, you know, yeah. Clear, full, honest pictures, recent pictures, explicit bio. What are you looking for? What do you want? Uh, But without any specifics of what someone wants, like what Carla wants, it's really hard for me to to help her optimize. Yeah, that makes sense. But what you say really makes sense too is like, do you really, I mean, I think if you're like trying to like make really good pictures and then you finally meet, aren't you going to be really damn nervous when you meet that person because they think you look a certain way? You're going to set yourself up for like feeling embarrassed or ashamed. Yeah. Why do that? Why go there? Yeah. You know, it's, and I know some people like it's, they're not posting. Let me put it this way. I see a person with photos that are all shoulders and up. Mm-mm. You have six photos. They are all shoulders and up. And like one of your dog, I know you don't want to show what's below your shoulders. Right. Maybe that's because you're nervous and that's fine. I get it. I'm not most in love with my body either. However, do you want to be silently rejected and never experience the rejection? Right. Or do you want to show up in person, sit through a whole date, maybe be split in a bill. And then, and then after all that time, then you get rejected. And it's because of something that could have been prevented in the first place. I'm not telling you like you have to put full body photos. I'm just saying it's more efficient and you're protecting yourself, even if it feels more nerve wracking at, you know, if you're going to get rejected for your body, it's going to happen. Do you want to happen where you can see it right in front of your face or not? That's just my two cents on it. And, you know, it's also your telegraphing when you do that, you know, so when the guy, you know, if it's, let's say a five foot five King is, 
really making sure that none of the photos kind of hint at the height. If you're a woman who's like not in love with her body, I can tell you. And this here's the other thing. I'm turned off by I tend to swipe left not because I don't want to be with a bigger woman. I've dated and been with like a lot of big women. It's mm-hmm. it's just I can tell you're not confident about your body and the yes. lack of confidence ends up being the turnoff for me. So when yeah. you can just flaunt your shit, I'm like yeah. hot because it's like <laughs> and even if I think your body's like all right and not hot, but the confidence and a cute face of yours, yes. that's what I think's hot. That's what's sexy and that's what makes me want to come fuck you or go on the date or whatever. Absolutely. hundred percent. I totally agree with that. You know, be honest as you can. And yeah, that's going to go to the people that maybe you wouldn't even want to be with anyways. If they're going to judge you on how you look, why do you want to, why, why do you want to be with that person? Absolutely. Authenticity goes a long way. You know, I I think, you know, other people, uh, there's this trend to, you know, some people are trying to like be funny in their bios, right? This is for Mm. more mainstream dating sites. You know, you're trying to be funny in your bios, but if you're not actually funny IRL, (laughs) don't sell funny like if you're funny sell that you're funny if you're corny sell that you're corny like whatever you are irl sell that in the bio because if you build one x if you're so super fucking witty here and then you can't carry that over in person (laughs) you know so so you know if you're more intellectual and maybe not like a big fan of if you're not like super funny, like sell your strong points. Don't try to yes. think of what are the strong points and be and pretend to be that. Just what are your strong points? And then just showcase that shit. So I think that's relevant for a Tinder and OkCupid. I think that's relevant for an AFF. You know, if you're on Adult Friend Finder, if you don't got a big dick, don't take pictures that pretend that your dick is big. <laughs> right, right? Like, right. And it's all be authentic. I think no matter where you are looking for sex or love, authenticity is like just mandatory. Yeah. Be you and, you know, be genuine. Otherwise you're setting yourself up for a failure. Absolutely. So I forgot my very first question. I love to ask guests every time when we start and what is your favorite sexual position and why? It tends to be her on top. It's a great view. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Usually less work. (laughs) But, you know, I'm not too crazy on the position. Oh, you know what? Scratch that. I can give you a good answer. Because I finally, I've been trying that this year and it's out this world. It's like, okay, so I'm on my back. She's on top, but she's got my leg up mm, so, okay. and, and lowers herself onto me. But, and then she puts my legs up as if I would when she's on her back. Oh. And then she okay. fucks me. So it creates this illusion like she's fucking me. So she's thrusting uh-huh. Her, she's kind of thrusting my dick into her over and over and okay. it, it creates this like hot gender fucky optical illusion where like my cock kind of almost starts to look like her cock her cunt <laughs> starts to kind of look like my cunt and my legs yeah. in the air the way i put her leg in the air when i'm fucking the shit out of her it's really really hot you can get the dimensions right highly recommend we'll be back after a quick break This episode is brought to you by the Spring Cleaning Champions, Manscaped. This season, make sure the man in your life grooms his carpets and his drapes with the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Have him clear out that winter bush with Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 and watch his confidence bloom like the springtime flowers. Embrace the season and have him join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our special offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, for the 20% off and free shipping. Have you ever been doing some oral pleasure and got some hairs in your mouth or your teeth? Well, (laughs) Manscaped can help with that. Try being clean-shaven for spring cleaning. After he uses Manscaped, you can say, "Hmm, let's get some busy with some spring fever in the bedroom. Try out Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. It is an amazing trimmer that features two interchangeable heads, one for taking a little off the top and the new foil blade to go smooth. If you want to go smooth for spring cleaning, make sure you try out Manscaped products. Bring on those smooth skin sexy slaps in the bedroom. 
And how do you do that? Use Manscaped products to shave clean down in your pubic area. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code RUIN. You have to use my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, all caps at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with code RUIN at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in his pants, right? In your pants if you're a man. (laughs) Spring clean your groin area. Try smooth. Try it with Manscaped. I always, you know, people like to name sexual positions. Oh, I wonder what that would be called. What would you name that? I am uh, sure it's got some sort of <laughs> that I don't care yeah. about. All I know is that it feels and looks amazing. That's awesome. Well, that yeah. is a first. Nobody has said that one to me. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where's the best place you've ever had sex? Best? Ooh, I don't know. Best at the moment. I've had sex in some wild places. I had sex in an NYPD parking lot once. <laughs> nice. I didn't know it was a NYPD parking lot until afterwards when, when we were done. <laughs> we were walking out. I just thought we pulled into like like this uh, little space. We were walking down the street and we like pulled into this like alley or parking lot or whatever. Uh-huh. And then we did the thing. And then when we were walking out, I was like, huh, are those cop cars? And then we get out and I look up <laughs> and there's a big American flag and says whatever precinct it was. And I was like, Yo, how do we get away with that? That was <laughs> wild. You found out then and not during the act and then arrested or something. <laughs> Absolutely. I had sex in like parks, you know, Central Park on the street, uh, you know, kind of wherever. I'm I'm really big on having some, I've had sex on my roof. Roof <laughs> sex is fun. Sex. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of anything in particular comes to mind. I mean, at sex parties is a great place to to get laid. I'm a fan of that. All right. Those are great answers. So I was looking online because I was trying to think of some fun questions and I found some random website, Healthy Way Mag. I know nothing about them. I don't even know if they suck, whatever. I just want to give them credit. So I took some other questions. Are you for, I can't talk. Are you up for answering some of the questions? Wouldn't it be weird if I said no? It would. And you know what? I wouldn't even care because direction because I go with the flow and I'm all good with that. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Bring whatever's on. (laughs) Okay. What type of underwear do you have on right now? None. None. I haven't worn underwear consistently since 2012. Oh my gosh. You're just like me. I started being commando in, when did I start my raunchy is Twitter? I think that was 2019, right? So I did Mm -hmm. this seven day commando challenge and I had all these followers that did it with me. (laughs) And then seven days. Challenge. All you have to do is put on (laughs) one less article of clothing. Right. But it actually seems easier. Well, that's true. But I have someone who had worn underwear my entire life. And so then to me, seven days was like, whoa, you know, can I do seven days? So we did seven days and we talked about it every single day. And I have I have not worn underwear since then, except for in cases of foreplay. I love being commando. And so it's funny to me that I went from that to where I'm not like, I don't wear any underwear, except for in foreplay situations when it's desired. Yeah, yeah. That or like when I got a rip in my jeans and I got to I got to buy a new pair of jeans, which <laughs> is like the situation I'm in now. I tend to only own two pairs of jeans at a time. I got the pair of mm. jeans I wear and then I got the pair of jeans I'm wearing now when the other pair is in the wash or ripped. <laughs> right, right. So when the, when I got to wear the rip pair, I got to wear some underwear. But so I today I'm going to Old Navy. Got to pick up some <laughs> some nice elastic stretch. I like to be able to do a good squat in my yeah. jeans, in my denim. And mm. uh yeah. And then I can go commando again. But right now I'm not wearing any underwear. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, I, I'm a big leggings girl. I like to wear leggings all the time. And after a while they get worn out and I start to get holes at the seam. So that's when I'm like, okay, time for some, when I get a little bit too much air in there, I'm like, okay, it's time for some new leggings because they just get holes in them. It drives me crazy, but you know, I'm loving the commando life. I, I don't think I'll ever go back. Me neither, you know, and they don't make boxers that fit my body right. You know, it's either I could have, I, was, I never really was into boxer briefs. Mm-hmm. And so I like boxers, but either the waist would fit, but then the the trunk, the leg would be too small and it would always mm. scrunch up. And I'm always like pulling, pushing down, pulling down the trunks or I get like an XL and then the trunk fits these big fucking meaty thighs I got. But then it's like, <laughs> I got this massive elasticity around. It's like, almost like I got to roll them up. So I said, fuck it. And I just started going commando. Exactly. And I got some cute undies. If I'm shooting some only fans content, if I'm going to a play party, you know, then yeah. I, you know, so I got, so I got some cute undie stuff, some jock straps, uh, but uh, you know, I'm not wearing that in my day to day. So I saw somewhere that you do your fan only fans for free. Is that true? <laughs> 
I mean, you don't get to see my dick for free, but it's free to follow my page. So yeah, so like it's a level. Yeah. See, I'm not on OnlyFans and I don't follow anybody. Sure. So I don't know how it works. So you have different levels. You, 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 you can to... you can charge a monthly amount to see okay. content or mm -hmm. you can follow or you can have a free page like mine. And then just, I have a lot of posts that are free, like cute photos, kind of, you know, thirst trappy photos, but you know, to see the goods, the biddies, to see me masturbating, playing with my ass, playing, you know, going down on somebody, getting a blow sure. job, that stuff, you got to pay to unlock it. Gotcha. And then, That's you know, either nice. way, yeah, either setup you have, you know, if you're flirting with someone in the DMs and yeah, you're like, you're tipping, you're getting private content, you're shooting custom. So I don't work for free, but like if you want to follow the page, getting <laughs> yeah. iced for free, you can. But my rule is as soon, you know, if we're messaging on OnlyFans, I'm, I answer my messages, which is apparently not super common. When we're messaging on OnlyFans, my rule is if one of us starts getting aroused, I need to start getting tipped. Yeah, sure. You know? yep. Hey, I'll ask about your day. That's cool. We can chit chat if you just want to slide in and say, hey, I heard you on, you know, heard you on Ruin's show like you were great totally fine right if you want me to start like sending you some sultry sensual or rock if you want me to start like fantasizing with you about like yeah. how like, is getting yeah mm. you do need to start hitting that tip button that's all it makes perfect <laughs> sense and i think it's nice too because it gives a nice range that can fit whoever you know fit people across the board so that's that's beneficial yeah so this is an interesting question. And I always, not being a man, I don't really understand the whole wet dream thing. But so have you ever had a wet dream about someone who is present? I, First of all, does I, that question make sense? In no, no, it makes sense. I just, I, I, to my knowledge, have not had a wet dream. Yeah, I thought that happened only at nighttime. I thought that was a nighttime thing. Wet it dreams? is a nighttime. No, the question makes sense. It's like of someone present, like, have you had a wet dream of the person maybe you were sleeping next to? Yeah, yeah. I just okay. haven't had a wet dream that I know of. Okay. Did you, so you never like woke up and you just like had come in your shorts or anything like that? Nah. No. But also I sleep naked. So there were usually wearing shorts <laughs> that have come in. Right, right, right. Gotcha. I'm curious yeah. about that. I, people should, people should like talk about this. I'm just curious. Like when you have a wet dream, do you wake up during it or is it like you wake up and there's like come there? I, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay. So the next question that I, found that I wanted to use was how and when did you have your first sexual experience? What's counting a sexual, just any kind of sexual experience. I right? guess you can interpret um, it however you like. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, my first kiss was after seeing anger management with Jack Nicholson and Adam Sandler with a woman who's two years older than me, but a grade below me. So you mm. do that social math. I was in eighth grade <laughs> and there's a line where the, you know, Jack's character says, you know, references a 10 second Frencher. So we we're back at her place and she asked if I wanted to experience a 10 second Frencher. And I was like, yeah, but like, like first time I did things was New Year's Eve, sophomore. Yeah. Sophomore year of high school, went to a New Year's Eve party, was talking to this girl. We ended up in like the basement storage room or whatever on the floor. Okay. And I had never seen, I mean, girls were not really an option for me. So like, this woman was also the second girl I'd ever kissed, right? Okay. So like eighth grade to sophomore year. And we ended up making out and stuff. And then we one thing led to another. And, you know, I went down on her for a while. And then eventually, like, that was done. And, like, I let her blow me for a while. And, you know, I, I didn't come, but it was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting a blowjob. And I pussy. And <laughs> right. This is all with my second, the second woman I've ever, you know, who's ever let me touch her. So. Oh, that was fun. Someone walked in on me. I was like a kind of a big old loser. So, you know, some people would get embarrassed. You get walked in on during sexual experience. I was like, oh, cool. There's a witness that this happened. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I've yeah, asked I her to do the podcast. She's never returned my message. <laughs> oh, come on. Why not? She should totally know. do it. <laughs> yeah. That's just some people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like to be dominated or do you like to dominate your partner? I'm like all about being in service. So like I can be a service top. I just have to know, like, that's just not my natural inclination. So I'm only going to look, I will skull fuck. You. I will skull fuck you. If you tell me like you want me to skull fuck you, but like, I am mm. not on my own gonna skull fuck you. Right. Right. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I tend to lean more submissive and servient, but like I can be, I can play Dom. I can put that mask on. It's just like not what I naturally do. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 
would you call yourself a switch then? Or do you feel like, eh, I don't yeah, I lean into switch, sub leaning switch. It just also kind of depends on the chemistry and connection. It's, it's hard for me to say like, I broadly enjoy X, Y, and Z. Cause it's more like, well, when I'm into a lot of different things just depends on the connection and who and the when and what's my libido like at the time. Right. Hooked up with someone at the uh, at the orgy on Saturday night and she wants to hook up again. But I was picking up from our conversation at the play party that she's probably she's a bit more of a like, hey, I need you to come over and fuck me type of person. Like she's uh... a we're trying to get to it. And that's all well and good. And there are times of my life where I'm super much a dick on demand kind of guy. I'm currently not in this like, hey, person I've kind of talked to come over and just like, let's fuck around. Um, I'd prefer to like have a little more connection right now with lovers or I want to be doing some sort of hyper specific scene. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the mood I'm in these days. But then the but depending on like where I'm at in life. What's my headspace at? Where's my libido at? How's my body feeling? Yeah, sometimes I'm I'm totally about like, hey, it's seven o'clock. I'm feeling kind of horny. Want to fuck? But right now, if I get the hey, want to fuck text, except if it's from one particular person, I'm I might not be interested. I might be like, right, oh, I see down like cuddle and make out and like see where it goes. And sometimes sure. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna come over. And I'm gonna fuck you. So right <laughs> now, I'm not in that. I'm not in that like fuck zone. Right now, I'm just in a much more soft, cuddly headspace. Yeah. And I think that's true for all of us. We kind of oscillate around and it has so many variables, like you said, and it's, and it's going to change. I mean, it's, you know, just like mood, mood changes, our libido does change too. Absolutely. Okay. The next question is what's your favorite type of forfait? Talking. (laughs) That's a good one. Witty conversation. I mean, look, call me pretty and we're going to have a good time. (laughs) Yeah. I like compliments a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very true. And I think that if you don't even have that, I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of like looking at a porn that has no buildup, you know, you need, you need something beforehand and talk. Oh yeah. I don't just want to see cock slamming into cunt. It's like, why is the cock slamming into the cunt? What's their motivation? (laughs) Yes. Um, You know, what's the setting? Are they on the run? Do they have all the time in the world? Like what's going on? Could somebody walk in at any moment? Are you in the wrong bed? Come on, give me some context. (laughs) Let's zoom out both like literally and existentially. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. And I think those for me, those are the best porn. It's so nice too when you have time to like watch a whole thing that has that amazing and wonderful buildup and all those reasons are presented. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite kind of porn? Oh, that depends. It can really oscillate and jump around. But like also, I might not answer that question. I, you know, I get to have a few <laughs> secrets. I think yes. I'm going to let that one. I think I'm going to let that one be one. <laughs> that is nothing wrong with that. That is just perfect. Yeah. People ask me like, oh, do you, you know, especially if I'm dating someone, they, they say like, do you have any secrets? Like, is there discretion? Like, can you keep things off the podcast? And it's like. You know, I can respect people's privacy and I, I tend to have that conversation with longer term romantic partners. But in terms of me, I, I don't got a lot of secrets. Most of my shit's out there. So yeah, eh, there's yeah. a few things I'm going to keep to myself till there's like a memoir I get to sell, you know, I until it's profitable to share a secret. Eh, I'm going to let that be a secret. You know what <laughs> I, mean? I totally, totally get that. So yeah. in all of your guests, do you have a few favorites that you just were just out of the park that I absolutely loved? I mean, so many, so many, like most of my guests have been wonderful. And it's, you know, I, I like to talk to people. I like to connect. I'm not really like a Q and a style show. Like, so when people tap sure. in, they're listening to a sex positive conversation. It sounds like you're overhearing us have a conversation at a coffee shop or you're, you're overhearing two friends getting along, even though we just met. I mean, that's kind of just the vibe I go for. I'm a, I'm, I'm very much a Mark Marin ripoff, if anything, like <laughs> that's kind of, my vibe. And I mean, yeah, it's just, it's endless. I mean, gosh, Nina Harley, Nina Harley is a great, she's had two episodes. She's amazing. She made out with me on one of the episodes. Oh, nice. She was like, yeah, I think I want to share a sexual space with you. I was like, that sounds like a great thing we should plan. And then she said, no, move closer. I was like, oh, and then she just, I want to kiss you. Oh, and then we made out on mic. We were wow. rolling. I'm like, that's just, I could quit now. I've also <laughs> like connected with like certain uh, certain exes of mine that have been like really like intense and special. Like, my, you know, my ex Shay 
episode 260. That was a really fucking tough one. You know, that was one where, wow. you know, we we had we had a really angry, loud breakup a year prior and they reached out to do the podcast. They they wanted to promote their Indiegogo for a project. But, you know, it's okay. like I was like, sure, I don't care why you're doing it. I'm just hey, you're here. Let's let's do this thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was really tough because like I did not feel like I got the closure that I wanted. But we really went there and like we pushed each other on like what our grievances were in that relationship and why this three month relationship felt like three years. It, you know, so that one's like emotionally tough, but I thought it was so raw and real and honest. And yeah. then there are episodes I love that are just like kind of stunty experimental episodes. Like my, my 400th episode was back uh-huh. in the fall and we, I did, <laughs> I did an episode called whose mouth is it anyway? <laughs> I saw that on your list. Yeah. 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 It's, I blindfolded the dude in a monogamous couple and I had oh. him guess his girlfriend's blowjob out of a lineup. Nice. Could he do it? Well, he did eventually. He did eventually guess it right, even if I had a microphone in his face trying to distract them the whole time. Uh, so you know, or like I, I interviewed a happy ending massage lady while she gave me the massage, where I threw oral sex auditions for a friend of mine who was really sexually frustrated. You know, she kept complaining about dudes who like don't eat pussy, or they brag about how good they are and they're not, or they like you know they lick it for thirty seconds and then they say they're done. And so I said, let's hold auditions. And so I had five dudes come over at their allotted times and they all took turns going down on my friend and they had 12 minutes to make a first impression using tongues and fingers only penis stays in the pants Uh that's not what we're here for right keep that penis over there and uh (laughs) and then we did like pre-game post-game interviews when the guy would leave she'd come on mic tell us how it really went you know so that was a really cool one yeah, so many good episodes. So many good episodes. Man Whore Podcast definitely should be follow, subscribe, you know, rate, review, you know, click around, see what you're digging. Absolutely. I think that's cool to have a variety like that, too. I try to do a variety as well. But what a fun thing. I mean, like, that's something that I've never heard of anybody doing before. So that's like, I mean, that's really great. Yeah, right now after after this interview, I got to go into Manhattan and check out this studio. A friend of mine who's like a rope person, she's I got to test out the acoustics of the space. So if the acoustics work out, we're going to do an episode kind of about rope play where she's going to self-tie and self-suspend, bring herself down, untie. Then she's going to tie me up, suspend me. I'll hang and then she'll bring me down. And the entire time I'll be like, we'll be having a conversation. Oh, that sounds fantastic. That's actually one of my questions on here for you was, have you ever been tied up? So here you go. Now you are going to be. So that is really cool. So is she kind of like you said, she's kind of like an expert at doing this or is she just. Yeah, she's a, she's an expert rope person. And I just thought it would be cool to do an episode where I interview someone who's like tied up and suspended and then also doing the interview while I'm tied up and suspended. And I think that'd be a cool way to spend an hour. Oh, absolutely. I think it would be yeah. very entertaining to listen to. That's a great idea. Thanks. Have you ever been tied up otherwise? I mean, is that going to be a new experience? I have been tied up once before by this like older lady I met at some like workshop thing. And then she kind of took a liking to me. So we arranged, she's a sadist and I'll try anything twice. So I said, "Ah, sure. Sure. So she came over and she blindfolded me and then she tied me up. Okay. And she did a variety of tortures on me. I mean, well, she didn't tie like my body up. She tied my cock up. I should be more honest. She tied just the dick and the balls. But even that, that was a lot of rope for me. I'm not used to such things. Yeah. Uh, but she like, you know, she played with my nipples. She put on these like insane nipple clamps. Like they really mm. fucking hurt. They had wow. like a patented <laughs> magnet technology. <laughs> so wow. they were like super magnet nipple clamps. I was like, okay, I'll do this because she put my dick in her mouth, but she would only mm-hmm. put my dick in the mouth while I had the clamps on. So if I needed a break from ah. the clamps, she stopped sucking my cock. So I yes. had to, you know, endure some pain to get some pleasure. And, you know, and she tied the dick up and she took some pictures. So I got to see what it looked like afterwards. Yeah. But I, you know, I would like to see what it feels like to be kind of constricted and bound up and, you know, maybe with someone a, a little nicer. <laughs> see what that's like. Yeah. Talk about testing your boundaries, you know, like okay, you have to have pain for to have the pleasure at the same time. I'm all about it. Try Try things. I, you know, I, I'm experimenting by doing. That's how I'm going to learn yeah. what I like yeah. in this world. And I don't think we really know until we actually do it. I mean, we may have a formative opinion. Like, I think I'm going to do this. Like, I am 
totally claustrophobic. I mean, I'm interested in, in being tied up. I've never been tied up, but I'm claustrophobic. So at the same time, it terrifies me. And like, would I like completely freak out? I don't know. I've never done it. <laughs> well, I, you know, I hope it goes well for you. I know. I mean, I could, I could end up being a total, totally freak out and, you know, but then, you know, then you just, you're just done. If you mm -hmm. need to be done, you're done. You tried it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so do you have any feelings about whether you would ever do something like this? Like, I, you know, I, I'm an erotica author and people love like the taboo ideas. So would you ever have sex with a friend's mother or father is the question. Of course. Is that a question? Do people say no? I mean, like if they're hot and they think I'm hot, then like, yeah, I want to, I want to have sex with her. So I've never asked anybody this question because I got these questions off the website. So, and I think that's true. I mean, you know, some people may have issues with different age differences, but you know, I, you know, if you're, uh, no, I've been with older women for a long ass time. I have college. I was hooking up with women in their thirties and forties when I was, you know, 20, 21, 22. I mean, I would take the 42 year old version of any 22 year old easily. I agree. I think that's pretty true. So much more experience, so much more confident and totally different place. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me your, what would be, you say you brought you that your best orgasm of your life. Was it with, was it because of who you were with or was it because of what was done to you? It's the orgasms I've, I had, you know, I'm like newly single again. And, but that woman, that's the best sex of my life. And so, you know, I think that's a combination of our, whatever pheromonal shit was going on and the mm. chemistry between us was insane. It was, uh, there's nothing else that's been on par with that woman in my life. And I've been with hundreds, I've been with hundreds of people and mm -hmm. yet this woman there's something there where like that pussy made me just quake and just erupt and crave and oh, just the orgasms like we would have together were just out of this world. And then I, and I think a lot of that also had to do with just like being so in love and not just mm -hmm. like any love. Like I'm I've compared this with other loves I've had, but just I think there's that emotional element where you feel just so complete and safe with somebody and so seen and so cared for and so, so turned on by. And no one's made me feel as sexy as that woman has felt, except guys who give me hundreds of dollars on OnlyFans. Uh, so yeah, mm. that best sex of my life, best orgasms have been just a variety of things I've done with her. One time I, we had, I, mean, I don't want to go too much into detail because I'll say, you know, we had sex on and off for four hours and oh. I'm like, stop starting all over apartment. At one point we were, I started having sex with her in a chair and I basically, I fucked her across the kitchen, like her geography <laughs> moved as we had sex. Wow. That was insane. Yeah. That sounds definitely insane, but very, very awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's true though. It's more about who you're with and what the interaction is. And you know, that's what makes it amazing. At least for me, it does. Yeah. Some mm -hmm. people don't need that connection. I, it makes it better for me. Right. Right. So tell me about your champagne room. What is that all about? Mm -hmm. The champagne room is my sex positive discord server it is a group for like-minded people to come together and chat and make friends and talk about a variety of topics. So you know, we've got channels that are about sexuality, like about kink and sharing your sex stories and asking about sex toy recommendations and stuff like that. But then we mm -hmm. also got channels that have nothing to do with sex, sharing pictures of your pets. We've got, you know, we got a channel that's just for memes. We got channels to talk about parenting, politics, books, movies. So it's just like a really cool sex positive community, like-minded people. A lot of cool friendships get formed there. Sometimes people will post pictures because they'll meet up with each other. Oh, you know, nice. Sometimes they, they post in a, in a more explicit fan group I have and, that's when they meet up with each other and they do some explicit shit together. You know, my fans are horny. I learn, <laughs> um, and you know, from time to time they'll connect in the champagne room or, or this other group I have called the peep show and they mm. connect IRL. And, you know, I also have things like man whore con where like uh, an oh, annual yeah, meetup. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's like an annual meetup for fans to come, you know, get a ticket through me and we hang out for a weekend. We do a bunch of fun events and, you know, sex party isn't necessarily on the itinerary, but when I get my people together, group sex kind of 
just tends to happen. I don't know what it is. Uh, but the champagne room is a really cool space. It's free to join. You can go to manwhorepod.com slash discord. If you want to join up, say hello, introduce yourself and, uh, you know, meet some new people. It's really great if you like don't know who in your life you can talk to about sex, kink, non-monogamy, gender, etc. It's a cool place uh, when you don't feel like you got that community in your in your vanilla life. That's great. That's great to have a community like that. And it sounds like it's pretty open to, I mean, you have obviously not going to have your group rules, but it's not like discard says discord says you can't do certain things. It sounds like. No, we just don't post nudes. That's like the really the only rule. I mean, you know, I got my rules listed up over there, but anyone's welcome to join. Yeah. That's great. Cause sometimes, you know, we we have people in the group who've never even heard of my podcast. Like a friend said like, Hey, you should join this server. Like it's really cool and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, we get people's partners and friends who join up. So it's like a really cool space. So even if you think the man whore podcast sucks, (laughs) you might like the champagne room. That sounds like a great idea for people. And just sounds very like just a great community and a place you can ask questions. Yep, of other yep. people. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. So what's yeah. the peep show one then? That's a separate thing. <laughs> the peep <laughs> show is like my highest level of loyal fans. Um, my highest Patreon supporters are allowed access to something called the peep show. And it's just a telegram group chat where we share nudes, gifts, and compliments all day, every day. It's a really gotcha. magical space. <laughs> magical, highly exclusive space. Gotcha. <laughs> highly exclusive, but it's a group chat that's been going on since 2016. Is this is mm-hmm. like I've been in this group chat with people for six years. That's so, amazing. like, there are people. There are people who I can identify by like their butt pick or like a, <laughs> a or a dick pick. Like sometimes I'm like I know whose tits those are. Yes. You know, so that's kind of cool. But it's also this like. It's not just like a slutty, hey, here's some naked, thirsty photos. It's also like supportive. You know, someone's having a tough time. They come in, they say, hey, guys, I'm struggling with this. I'm going through that. Anyone got advice on this? I mean, yeah, they'll share in the champagne room, but there's something about the peep show that is even more intimate and the bonds Mm -hmm. are even more close together. And yes, it is very fun when like fans meet up with each other from the peep show and then they, Mm -hmm. you know, someone posts a picture of them blowing someone else from the peep show. Like, hey, I met up with Chuck out, right? And it's like, oh my God, that sounds so cool. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. It sounds like, yeah, just like a group of friends, almost family-like where you guys are just supportive and having fun and just sharing your lives. Dozens of friends gathering together to share pictures of our genitals. It's very, (laughs) very supportive. I like my life. (laughs) that sounds fantastic so you mentioned your patreon what what exactly you put on your patreon you have extra episodes or something and right yeah i've got a whole bunch of stuff available to people who want to support independent content creators like myself on patreon i post bonus content you know extra writings extra images episode title polls you know that's pretty generic stuff for all of my patrons but you know the higher up you go in the tiers you can gain access to over 200 bonus episodes, gain access to the peep show. You know, I've been writing thank you letters to my most loyal supporters, my my highest level supporters. I've been writing handwriting, like hand signing, I should say, thank you letters and mailing wow. them, snail mail to them every month with a dirty haiku. So, you know, it's <laughs> I offer quite a bit over there. Shout outs. Yeah. Cool space. What is your, you know, I'm pretty new to podcasting. What is the most amazing thing that doing this podcast has brought you? I mean, I get to like connect with people for a living and that's just, I really, I mean, that's why I love about a first date. You ever go, you go on a first date and it's going well, the spark of a new connection, even if it's like a new (laughs) friendship connection, you meet someone at a bar and you're like, oh, we're going to be friends now. That's so exciting. It's really hard to replicate because even if you like end up friends with that person or date that person for 20 years, there is no replication of that first spark where you realize, wow, there's chemistry here. And I get to do that every week, talking to people. Sometimes their chemistry is not as strong. And sometimes the chemistry is like, oh my God, are we best friends now? Fuck. Sometimes (laughs) like I have hooked up with people right after recording, you know, it's like kind of, I just get to like basically go on first dates, but like minus the romantic element. Um, And I really love that. And I learned so much about a variety of kinks and dating philosophies and gender and sexuality expressions. And I just get to learn a whole lot. And it's really cool. 
And uh, I really love learning people's stories and figuring out what they're about for about an hour. I and it means they don't have to go I... to an office. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's true. Yeah. I started my podcast and I first started, I was just only reading erotica. And then I started doing interviews too. And yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Just to con connect with people and find out their story. Yeah, no, it's a great part of the job. I'm a big fan of connection. I'm a connection junkie. And doing this job allows me to connect with people every day. And, and really the only way, the reason I'm able to do it so feasibly for this long, I've been doing this show for over eight years, yeah. is because of people supporting independent content creators, primarily on Patreon. And that is just the best way you can support podcasters, artists, musicians, what have you. If there's mm -hmm. someone creating content you love and if they have a some sort of Patreon situation or they yes. got their Venmo and Cash App handle in the in the notes of the thing, yes. throw them a couple bucks. Like truly, two. if I had $2 from everyone who listens to my show every week, I'd be right. a very comfortable whore. Isn't that true? I mean, and think about that. You're putting it out there for people to enjoy. You're just putting it out there and anybody can access it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, like, you know, tossing a couple of bucks is, I mean, as a thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For something absolutely. that is otherwise, you know, I mean, it's like, yes. if someone has done, made something that like helped better your life. Yes. Truly every dollar counts. I mean, yeah. Even if they give, you just give them a few minutes of entertainment, something where yep. they laugh. I mean, just... Any kind of emotion or enjoyment. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> that is super important. There's no doubt about it. So tell me about recently you did a naked podcast, orgies, about orgies. What was that all about? It wasn't, a, I wouldn't say it was about orgies, but I did, a fan hit me up and one of my highest Patreon tiers that really only two people have taken me up on was uh -huh. that you get to be an executive producer at oh. the $500 level. Wow. And that can include being on the show. So the first uh -huh. time someone did it was last year. This woman, she uh, she wanted an erotica episode, just about oh. erotica. And surprisingly, okay. I hadn't really covered the topic too much at that point. It's, okay. it's episode 404, for anyone okay. curious. It's called A Very Erotica Episode. And yeah, I interviewed a, quite a few erotica writers talking about like what do they consider to be erotica, was doing erotica mean to them? And then at the end of each of those interviews, we uh, we did a reading of a sample of one of their stories. And I got to say, I didn't know this, but allegedly, allegedly, I have a very sexy erotica reading voice. You do have a good voice. You do. <laughs> I had no idea. So so Gretchen executive produced that episode. She wasn't on it, but she like dictated what the episode would be. And then now this year, this guy, Chuck, who's been a fan of the show a very long time. I've, I've met him on multiple occasions. He's come to a lot of man whore cons and he was like, I want to do the podcast. So he joined that tier. I was very grateful, but he said the one condition is I want to, I want us to do it naked. Oh, and I'm okay. like, yeah, I can do that. I can yes. do that. Whatever. Not for nothing. I've been naked with Chuck before. Like I said, <laughs> we don't put orgies on the man whore con itinerary, but orgies just kind of tend to happen when you put my people together. So yeah, mm -hmm. I've seen, Chuck's balls. Chuck has seen my dick. <laughs> We're both in the peep show. So sure. I'm like, all right, I will happily take that $500 and come be on the show. And we had a great, great conversation it was wonderful. And like, yeah, we talked a little bit about orgies at Manhorcon, but, you know, primarily talked about nudism and his bisexuality and how his marriage became non-monogamous. And yes, a little bit about like, are there, are there orgies at Manhorcon? And the answer is like unofficially, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds interesting. I saw that and I'm like, I wanted to know more about it, but I haven't had a chance to listen. So when they are getting to be the producer, is it just for that month then or that episode? Well, it's for that, the, first, the first charge is like you get to be on the podcast or dictate an episode is about. And then if they stay on that tier, which no one's done it yet, but like, hey, if somebody wants to give me $500 a month, yeah, you yeah. will have a say <laughs> on the production of the podcast. You can have a segment. You can have some input. You can suggest guests and topics. Oh, totally. I am a whore. You, you know, you give me $500 a month. I will do all <laughs> sorts of things. That's an interesting idea. I don't know. I just, I think that's very imaginative and that's a great idea. Yeah. I'll You're come erotic. at the end of every episode if somebody pays me that much. Sure. 
They're like, yeah, yeah, five hundred dollars a month, but you gotta instead of saying stay slutty at the end, you gotta have an orgasm. I'm like, sure, <laughs> exactly. I, I could fake it, but I won't because I'm authentic. That's right, authentic. As we said earlier, I, authentic is yeah. better. I think Esther Koo comes at. I think Esther Koo masturbates and comes at the end of her podcast, if I remember oh, does correctly. She? Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know if she does anymore, but I remember like years ago, I like listened to a couple episodes of her show, and at the end, she would read her tour dates. She's a comedian. Uh-huh. She would read her tour yeah. dates, but she would read them while she masturbates. And she's <laughs> nice. like apparently like a compulsive masturbator. So she would like <laughs> masturbate while she reads the tour dates and like uh-huh. have several orgasms in the process. Wow. Yeah. You know, I want to do an episode where I interview somebody, but, uh, you know, we it's maybe at some sort of like kind of high table situation and we have a conversation, but we each have a special somebody underneath the table. And that mm. special somebody will stimulate our genitals, but only while we speak. So if we stop speaking, then our person would stop stimulating and then they'll go back to fondling, tickling, grabbing, stroking, sucking, licking, kissing. They'll go back to doing all that, but only if words are coming out of your mouth. And I think that'd be, it'd be interesting, interesting to see how that stretches out for an hour. Oh, absolutely. I think that sounds like a fantastic idea. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like a fun like raunchy thing for the listeners to listen in on you know because oh, they because they, yes. they can't see it but they know like they're mm-hmm. own, like they're imagining like what is that looking like yeah exactly which of course they would love to watch they all say of course of course of course <laughs> that's fun i i've had a lot of fun podcasting so far and i love the the ability to do different things like you just suggested that you do you come up with these great ideas and it's just, you never run out of ideas. There's so many amazing things you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, like I said, just like with sexuality and thinking like, okay, there are fantasies and we can come up with fun, unique sex scenes to pursue. I think the same is true of podcasting. There's all sorts of uh, creative ways to explore topics and create tension. I mean, we did that naked episode because I used to do naked episodes in Mm. my early years. I, I talked to total strangers about sex and dating naked because I felt like, but not just because like, oh, I want to see some chicks naked. Like, I mean, I also had a, you know, man and the trans woman and stuff like, you know, uh-huh. mix it up because the idea was we're most vulnerable, I think, when we're naked with a new person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we're also talking about these intimate topics, I think that creates all sorts of tension that would yield an interesting conversation, even if mm-hmm. uncomfortable at times. That's very interesting. I totally agree. Yeah. You can go so many interesting places. And, you know, yeah, just think of that. You're talking with someone who's naked. I mean, it's just the whole feel is different on both yeah. sides. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I, there's also, you know, like I've wanted to and I haven't been able to make it happen yet. But the idea is like, if I ever want to do that series again, I would do it with pairs of people who are not used to seeing each other naked. So mm. coworkers, family members, roommates, something like that, right? Uh-huh. And then there would be this, there'd be like an interesting imbalances that are at play. I'm comfortable naked with strangers. They may not be, and mm-hmm. definitely not with each other, but they also know each other. So there's a chemistry there that I do not have established yet with either of the two. So they might be thrown off that we're all naked and I'm not, but I'm thrown off that like they can talk to each other seamlessly. And I might just be figuring out how to chat with these particular individuals. And I'm like, I think that sounds like fun. Hey, an awkward conversation is a, is a good podcast to me. It's true. <laughs> That's one thing too. You just never know. I like not having like an absolute thing that you have to do because you never know where it's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. But like, that's why, that's why I also don't like, I don't show up with pre prepared questions. I kind of just mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I might write down a couple of notes uh, to remind myself, but for the most part, I pretty much just like record and see where the conversation takes us and just like let the chemistry dictate the conversation. Oh yeah. I like your picture behind you, by the way. Oh, thank you. A fan made that. <laughs> that's I cool. went to I went to the Finger Lakes Comedy Festival and this woman showed up with this like tube and she had a few drawings. She also did that one and the glitter jizz penis thing there. Yeah. I guess we should explain this. So the one behind you, if people can't see this, is a man standing with a woman, holding a woman, right? And she's on his cock and you can see the cock. You can't see the front of the woman, but you can see her hair and it's like, it's dark and it's kind of like swayed out and it's kind of spread. Like it looks cool. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a nice way to round out the wall and it's next to my slutty book tree. So I've you know I've got a bigger <laughs> bookshelf there, but this is these are just all the sex books. I like this slutty book tree title. I need a slutty book tree. How fun is that? What's your favorite yeah. book on there? My favorite book like? on there. Ooh, my favorite. Well, one of let's see. Well, one of them's going to be I can give you a couple that I really like. Sex with Shakespeare by Gillian Keenan. It's a okay. memoir about how like she came to terms with her spanking fetish through the imaginary conversation she has with Shakespeare characters. It's actually a really, and I hate memoirs. I not, but I love that. And it made me cry at the end. So that's a good mm, one. Wow. I like when, Bro- when Brooklyn was queer by Hugh uh-huh. Ryan, it's what the title says, a history book about the queer history in Brooklyn. I've read okay. similar types of things, but more about like Chelsea, Manhattan, the village, right? We hear Stonewall, but you know, Brooklyn has just such rich queer history as uh, so that he, he explored that. I thought that was interesting. And if I had to pick one more, two more, I mean, the ethical slut, we all do, we all like it, I think, right? I don't know. I like the ethical slut, enough said. But then uh, the last one I'll mention is A Curious History of Sex by Kate Lister. And that was just, I mean, it's, it's what it sounds like, but it's, it's a lighthearted tone history book about various aspects of sex, like the origin of the word cunt. For example, you know, group. Yeah, she covers a lot of very interesting topics and it's like written in a tone that's very accessible and fun, but also informative. So if you're a history fan, you won't think it's too watered down. But Mm. if history books sometimes bore you and because they're too wordy, it's Uh really accessible to read. So those would be the four I'd say. Sex with Shakespeare, A Curious History of Sex, When Brooklyn Was Queer, and of course, The Ethical Slut. Most of those authors, by the way, have been guests on the Man Whore podcast. Oh, nice. I I like to make a list of books to read, too. And I keep hearing about The Ethical Slut, but I actually have not read it. I need to get that. Oh, one. got it. That's like mandatory slut reading. I feel like we should stop this <laughs> podcast so you could go read it right now. <laughs> I need to add it to my Kindle immediately, right? I have so Absolutely. many books on my Kindle, though, because I like to support other erotica authors as well. So I buy a lot of books. So I have so many books, but... I don't know. I don't think there's a max, right? Keep adding them. I don't I don't own a Kindle. I'm not I'm not a fan of those things. So I like the nice uh, physical book. I like to write in my books. I put post-it notes in them and sure, I like sure. to interact with the book as an artifact. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that too. The thing that I do like about it on my phone though is that any and every fucking where I go, I have a I have a book. I'm standing in line somewhere or I'm waiting for something. Hey, I got a book I can read. And so I like that convenient piece of it. And also just, just taking up space. So many books take, they take up a lot of space. Yeah. But so like, you know, my bookshelf over there is like much bigger. And to me, the books, it's like, it's like a trophy case. I don't know. I like the, Ooh, this guy, he reads. So, you know, I don't know. Let me put this way. The type of woman who would see all the books in my room and be like, oh, he reads. I like that. I mean, that's the type of woman <laughs> I I would like because I yeah, like a woman sure. who also, you know, reads. <laughs> right. Well, that's awesome. Well, is there yeah. anything else you would like to talk about? I've had an absolute blast talking with you and I had so much fun. I've learned a lot and mm. I just really enjoyed it. Is there anything you want to touch on or talk about before we end? Well, you know, of course, you know, we touched on the OnlyFans. So again, if uh, somebody wants to see what I look like when I'm looking my prettiest when I am looking <laughs> cute when my butt is looking very grabbable when my crotch <laughs> is making your mouth water a little bit with the curiosity of like but what is behind the jock strap and then like you can actually pay to unlock to see what is behind the jock strap I mean you can check all that out you can come flirt with me in my dms at onlyfans.com slash call me billy nice uh, please do not come into my instagram dms and tell me about like I mean, look, you want to throw a compliment my way, that's cool. But like, I, you know, I save your tip picks for OnlyFans, please. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, you know, the the Man Whore podcast is available probably wherever you are listening to this show right now. Just search Man Whore. It's one word. Pop right up. Check it out. Pop around. See what episode titles catch your fancy, whether you're one of those bingers or someone who just likes to pop around and pick certain episodes think we're doing some fun stuff over there i think you'll dig it so man whore podcast onlyfans.com slash call me billy and uh, i'm also my main uh, social media is uh, twitter 
I'm on hmm. there at the Billy Procida. That's P R O C I D A. Awesome. And then I noticed on your Twitter, you talking some of your focuses are non-monogamy, sex positive, polyamory, and dating. Yeah, apparently right? we're supposed to put like buzzwords in our Twitter bio so people can find <laughs> us easier. So I did that recently. Yes, I know. I guess I guess it makes sense. People search on something they can maybe find you that way. So it's not a bad Mostly thing. for like if some casting director or someone was like, oh, we need someone to come consult on this polyamory script. You know, uh, and then they search and then like, oh, this whore looks legit. And so <laughs> come hire you to be a consultant, right? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd always be a good thing too. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Cheers. I want to thank you for sticking around and listening to our whole discussion. We had a great chat and I want to thank Billy for coming on my podcast. Again, find him wherever you get your podcasts. He is likely there. The Man Whore. That's M-A-N-W-H-O-R-E podcast. And I will put all of his links down in the podcast notes so that you can find him and more info about him if you'd like to explore what he does more. And I will put my link down in the podcast notes to my link tree that has all of my links. I have several books that have just been released. So check those out. Ruins Beach Getaway, Never Say Never Swing, and The the Licking Sip Coffee Shop, which is a topless barista story where the hottest stuff is not on the menu and it couldn't be because occasionally a vanilla people stop in for coffee so they can't see the hot stuff that's actually hidden on the menu but not advertised. So it's just for the usual patrons. But lots of nipple sucking, licking whipped cream off of nipples, and so much more. I'm also about to release in pre-sale my story. It's a femdom story where the police officer stops a, a young man from speeding, and for him to get out of the ticket, he has to do sexual favors. She totally dominates him, and he is so into it. He's so turned on. It's a hot story. It's just You'll love it. <laughs> Coming out soon. Well, thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you will follow my podcast and give me a rating, a review. I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a sexy fucking day. Love ya. Ready for some spring cleaning of your beard and groin hairs? Try out Manscaped products where you can get 20% off with my new code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to get 20% off and free shipping. In order to get the discount, use the promo code RUIN, R-U-A-N, to do that spring cleaning to get yourself ready for sexy times. Heat up your spring with a new shave, a new trim. Perhaps try going there. Get more skin smacks in the bedroom, if you know what I mean.